0: Back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and it is sports time, as we are now going to finish off our NFL Win Totals podcast with the AFC side. Joining me today is the principal of Bishop Sycamore himself, Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? Uh,
1: my education track record is, uh, <laughs> I, I've got several Division One caliber educational track record
0: pieces. Oh man, I can't wait for the <laughs> I can't wait for the 30 for 30 or the whatever the heck... Uh... Is going to be know, on, 40, on. It will
1: be a 30 for 30 because usually in 30 for 30, you mm-hmm. know, there's some who looks stupid or who got conned or whatever. I shouldn't say usually, mm-hmm. but oftentimes. Um, in this particular case, the party who looks stupid and got conned is ESPN.
0: Yeah. So I don't
1: <laughs> know if the 30 for 30 is coming. Put it that way, someone else may <laughs> answer.
0: Yeah, it'll be Netflix or someone of if, that ilk, right? If I just
1: Deadspin was still around, that's who would do it.
0: Yeah. Oh God, I miss I miss good Deadspin. Remember good Deadspin, Craig? God, that would a shame that we um, lost that. Yeah, it was a real thing. What I really wish that had had happened was, uh, and I messaged you this earlier, is that if this had happened in the '90s, this for 100% would have ended up being a episode of Married with Children with like Al Bundy like scoring four touchdowns a game against high schoolers in his 40s, right? Uh,
1: Yeah, he would have been the fullback. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Somehow, somehow, Bud would have been affiliated with this shitty online school, and Al would have been roped into playing in the game. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. Yeah, that would have been a good episode. All right, so here we go. AFC side of our NFL win totals. Uh, Recap from last week. If you need our NFC win totals, uh, go back and check those out. Uh, Just to reiterate from last week, I am not doing my top five bets this year. I am placing bets on every single over under win total this year so it is my most arduous gambling task to date so we'll see how i do at the end of the year i uh, some people did ask me online uh if i was if i was stronger on some or if i was just placing the same amount on uh certain bets and uh Quite frankly, that's my business. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, say which ones I'm placing a little bit more on, but I'm sure you can, uh, by, by, by the passion in my voice on certain ones <laughs> Atlanta, uh, you'll know that I might have placed uh, more money on, on certain games. But here we go into the AFC. And uh, what do you say we go ahead and start with the AFC East, uh, Craig? And specifically, let's start with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are ten and a half wins this year. Minus 150 for the over, plus 125 on the under. um, Coming off a very good season. Won a couple playoff games. Good for them. Got to the uh, AFC Championship game last year. Lost to the Chiefs in a a great game. Just a great football game. Ten and a half. Sorry, go ahead. Ten
1: and a half is heavy. Ten and a half savvy. heavy, but let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. And I think it might be a no for me, but I'll ask you this. If I told you, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe it," Patrick Mahomes gets abducted by Aliens week four. They bring him back and he's fine, but he's abducted by Aliens week four, misses the rest of the season. But someone from the AFC wins the Super Bowl. Would this be the team you think it is?
0: um, From the AFC? Um... I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, there's a couple of like, I mean, I guess the there's, Browns there's, would be in there. There's another
1: team. I think it is. Both mm-hmm. these teams have cursed fan bases, so yeah. But
0: <laughs> Fair. to
1: me, I have a different answer. But yes, uh, uh, this is. I would consider this team.
0: I'm 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 going under on the Buffalo Bills, and I here's why. I mean, First off, I like the plus one twenty-five. Yeah, Second, I think Buffalo – like, I, I still think they'll be a playoff team. Asking them to win 11 games is tough. It's tough to go back-to-back back and repeat the kind of stuff that they did last year. That is not to say that I think that Josh Allen's going to revert to how he was a couple of years ago. Um, I just think that – and public-wise, the all of the public money is on the bills over. I think that the bills over this year in the year of uh, our Lord and Savior 2021 – um, I think that the most public bet and the most square bet that you can make as far as over-unders go this season is the Buffalo Bills over ten and a half games. I think that is the most square bet that you can possibly make. For that reason, I am fading the Buffalo Bills under. I'm not fading them uh, completely as a team because I do think they'll be in the playoffs because I, I do like what they've put together and I like their coaches and the defense I I, I enjoy. It, this, for me, is strictly a I'm fading the public which I will do constantly throughout the season in, in a lot of games. This is this is me purely fading the public. What say you won the Buffalo 10 and a half?
1: I'm taking the over and here's why. Okay. Uh, I think that they're the best team in this division. I think that they're asking, you were asking the Bills to go 11 and 6 here, not 11 and 5. There's a big difference there. And I think that this team has a lot of continuity, which is a good thing. And here's where the continuity is. The head coach, the offensive coordinator, and the defensive coordinator are all the same. How often does that happen for a team that gets to the AFC or NFC championship game and is considered to be a team on the rise? Usually Brian Dable is hired by some other team to be a head coach in this situation, but he's back in Buffalo for another year. I think the offense has some room to improve. I don't know if Allen will be quite as good. I think that Allen was maybe the second best quarter, uh, third best quarterback in the NFL last year. Um, Third, I guess, either way. um, I don't know if Allen will be quite as good, but I think the running game will be better. I think they'll be better schemed. Um, And I think the defense is going to be better too. They'll be healthier on defense, you would think, than they were last year. And here's the big one. Um... Well, I think we're going to look back on the 2021 NFL draft and wonder how Gregory Rousseau slid as far as he did to Buffalo. Yeah, because I know that he didn't obviously play at Miami the the year leading into the draft. He he took the year off, but he looks like a star in the preseason, a star. And he looked like he was going to be a top five pick at Miami in 2019. So he sits out the year, his stock drops, which you know that happens. It's fine, but it looks like they may have added a top five talent at the edge here for them. Uh, I really like this team. I think this team's good, and I think that they uh, they are going to be they're going to be fine. Um, so I'm going to take the over because I think the offense may regress a little bit just because I don't think Allen's going to be quite as good as he was, but I think the defense will be better. So I'll take the uh, I'll take the over on the Buffalo Bills.
0: Yeah, shout out to Russo, the U. Um, I, I, to me, this is just one of those ones. I'm purely fading the public, and it's one of those things where if you don't got the st- – like like the Buffalo Bills, taking the Buffalo Bills under, I think you got to have the stomach to make a bet like that. And, and uh, that's the one I'm going with, not to – like to me, it's just – Pure, I'm just purely fading the public because the, there's just no way. Vegas just never takes. It, it's never this easy. Like the public doesn't yeah. all go up to the Buffalo Bills counter. I'll take the over, and then it, it happens. You know, yeah. like it just it never oh, happens yeah, they're,
1: like that. They're, they're one Josh Allen victory uh, injury away from this being yeah. a really, really bet to hit. But every team's in that situation.
0: Yeah. Um, fair and i'm not yeah, rooting yeah. for an injury right like i just it could be one of those things where just weird crap happens and they end up you know making the playoffs but they only got 9 they finished 9 and 8 or whatever the heck it is right
1: yeah um they could finish they could finish uh 10 and 7 and uh and, yeah. and they could win the AFC East at 10 and 7 and you still not get paid on this bet like yeah. that that is a very reasonable outcome a very possible outcome so i uh i think it's something to be to at least consider here um so yeah I'm uh, I I'm the over on Buffalo but this is not one that I'm going to be uh putting a lot of money on just cuz I don't like the fact that I'm uh I I I'm giving up some uh I'm giving up some odds by taking that Buffalo over a lot of, the yeah a lot of a juice defense. on the
0: over yeah yeah it, I think it's the mo- second most juice uh other than we were on the Vikings over and the Vikings over was given the most juice this year but
1: uh Well that that line was too low
0: um, yeah, Vikings and that also out. is sharp money on the 160. so there's a big difference 12, there.
1: By the way, first in way to DVOA last season, and they returned basically the same roster. They didn't lose anybody. Uh, fifth in offensive DVOA, 12th in defensive DVOA. I think that number 12 number gets smaller. I think that there may be a top 10 defense this year. We'll see what the offense does. Uh, but they'll probably be top 10 too. Maybe not fifth, but they'll probably be top 10.
0: Um, the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins l- this year... Nine wins, minus 130 on the over, plus 110 on the under. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this one because that nine is a great number on where I think this team will be, on where I think their season is headed. I am tentatively going to take the Miami Dolphins over. I believe in this team. I believe in this coach. I like what they're doing. The defense is vastly improved. Um, they got a few more guys at the skill positions that I like. I'm still a Tua Tagovailoa believer. I, I Can we talk about him
1: for just a second? Absolutely. And how the online discourse on this guy is, oh, he's terrible. He's never going to be good.
0: Yeah. I, how, how have we got to
1: that point yet?
0: And these because are the same you know, people who, who will say that, you know, the jury's still out on Daniel Jones. And I'm like, we have way more evidence that Daniel Jones is trash than, yeah. than Tua. Like, Tua, the, like, like he's – yeah, we're, we're, we're still out on this guy. The jury's
1: – Daniel Jones wasn't good at Duke.
0: Yeah, right? Alabama
1: was extremely good at Alabama. Like, there, there, here, there's a couple pieces of evidence. Yeah. Um, yeah, further than that uh, – I just don't know if we are in a position to say, "Oh, I know what the deal is with Tua." And if you want to say, "Well, the offense looked better with Fitzpatrick," I think that might be more of a play calling issue than it was a quarterbacking issue. Preach. Could have been both. Could have been both, but I think there was a play calling problem there that made that offense way less aggressive when Tagovailoa was on there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and man, I I, I remember be, uh, people being like it like. The, I mean, he hurt his hip this time last year, and then people were – when he got in there in week five or whenever it was, I don't remember exactly. I remember people being – like, there were a few pundits out there who were very much like, okay, please don't have your career ended because you came back too early sort of a thing, right? So, um, I I, I like this team. I like where they're headed. I think this is going to be a very tough division. Um, I think even the Jets will be like slightly frisky this year, even though I'm, I'm, you know, not expecting a lot from them. But I'm, t- I'm officially taking the over on the Miami Dolphins at nine, and I kind of like their thirty-three to one Super Bowl odds.
1: Oh, that, you're that high on the map eh?
0: Yeah. I well, know. no, just as a, just as a, just long as long. a, little, yeah, just a long shot sprinkle. I'm not, I'm not tied to the thirty-three to one. I'm not, uh, not married to that one, but I kind of like putting a nickel on that one, just for yeah, funsies. No,
1: uh, I, yeah, I'm not, sh- uh, I'm not sure I like them that much, um, but I w- what I will say about Tyga Viloa this year is um, this year, he's got to be good
0: mm-hmm. or at, at least show guys- signs, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, we've seen guys who have been not that great in year one become eventually good, very, very good or better NFL quarterbacks. Uh, we've seen almost nobody who's been not good in year two become very, very good or better NFL quarterbacks. And true. what the the internet is going to say, not the smart people on the internet, but some people is going to say, well, this could be the next Josh Allen. This could be the next Josh Allen. There's a reason why everyone's going to cite Josh Allen when a quarterback is bad for the two years, the first two years and then becomes good. It's because it's never happened for anyone else. He's the first guy.
0: Yeah, Everyone he's, the, he's the exception that proves or, the rule. Yeah,
1: exactly. Everyone else, there's been the signs of, okay, this guy clearly knows what he's doing in year year two at the latest, and then year three, he becomes good. Uh, the guys that don't have those signs in the first two years very rarely become better than average or even decent uh, NFL starting quarterbacks. Josh Allen is a an example that Will be studied forever and will not be repeated. I think for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we'll see what Tua does this year. I'm uh, not. I, I. I. This is a stay away for me.
0: Okay. If I had to take one though, I think it's going to be the over. All right. I like that. I'll put you down as a as a tentative over. Um. Okay. So we both like the Dolphins over. i mean, me more than you. I'm I'm more bullish on the Dolphins over. All right. Uh, the New England Patriots. Oh boy. Um. Hey, they made some- yeah, they made some news. So obviously I'm glad that we did the AFC pod. We got a little lucky there doing the AFC pod second, which was basically a coin flip because we waited a week and they cut uh, Cam Newton. I think a little bit of that had to do with the fact that uh, Bilicek runs a pretty tight ship and he kind of didn't like uh, a guy who, quite frankly, has not shown signs of being good enough to put up with his kind of nonsense. and the. Uh... I, and then they th- I, know, I saw some people saying online and you know some you know writers
1: i respect like mike freeman from usa today who i really like and we follow each other on twitter seems like a decent guy but he's saying well you know black quarterbacks being held to a higher standard again and mike normally i agree with you but in this situation cam newton is not employed by the new england patriots right now because of one person cam newton Mm -hmm. if cam newton was vaccinated i don't think we're having this conversation now is he the starting quarterback for the new england patriots i
0: truly don't know
1: but I'll tell you right now, if he was vaccinated, I think he's still on the roster.
0: I I think I agree with you. I think I agree. I th- I, I do think Mac Jones uh, was probably going to. Have... You can't have an unvaxxed guy in your quarterback room. You can't. No. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, if he if he was well, although I mean, I guess the Vikings are doing it with Kirk Cousins, so there's a but whole. The
1: Vikings are on the hook for 33 million for that guy, whether the, whether he's vaccinated or not.
0: Right. damn you know what
1: I <laughs> yeah, mean?
0: Yeah, there's there's yeah, that's a slight difference there, but uh, yeah, I don't want to get into the whole white black and white quarterback debate here. That one's certainly more money driven, but. Uh, uh, the Patriots, 9.5, plus 100 on the over, minus 130. I was surprised. I expected the odds to move on this once Mac was named the starter. But, um, yeah, this was one of the easiest unders I had to pick. Yeah, wow. I agree. Wow. I agree. So easy.
1: Don't... A, there's, Jones is the only quarterback on the roster right now. I suspect Brian Hoyer is going to be added back to the S- roster. Yeah, Sittams on the
0: roster, but he's hurt, isn't he? Yeah. There's something. Yeah.
1: Uh, so we'll see how that shakes down. I, there are some quarterbacks available in the wire if they if they need to do something.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I look at this roster like I don't think this offense is going to be that good. Even if you like think highly, like even if you put 2015 Tom Brady into this offense, mm-hmm. would it?
0: like the problem I, when like i'm staring at their depth chart right now and if i could quote danny glover's character from angels in the outfield there's a, a thing called talent mm-hmm. and this team doesn't have it <laughs> like right. they, they, they do not have so it they
1: and... Go out and they spend huge money at tight end so i suspect that we're going to be seeing a ton of two tight end sets this year which okay we'll see how that goes um but the the best receivers on the team are still like the starting on on the 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 depth chart. The starting receivers are Nelson Agholor and Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. Got a college free agent who's shown a little bit of flash in the NFL, but not like he's a star or anything. And we've got a guy who, up until a year ago, was considered a massive bust. And these are your starting receivers, and you paid them a lot of money. Like you're going to be fine at tight end, you would suspect. I don't think you've signed the next coming of Gronk by any stretch, but. You'd be okay at tight end, maybe, but I just think this offense, again, no matter what you think of Mac Jones, I don't think this offense is going to be very good.
0: Yeah, and like I'm, I'm, I'm out on, I'm not like, I said I'm out, but I mean like the, I like jury out wise as far as Mac Jones on my head, in my head, I want to see it. I know the Patriots fans are all juiced and think they got a steal based on how the draft went, and, and, and. You know, they're really bullish. They think that they're like, oh, you did it again. We got to deal with us for the next 20 years. You know, so the potato faces are extremely juiced right now about the new about Mac Jones. And he may end up being good. I don't know. We'll end up seeing. Um, I think with Mac Jones, it's going to... I think I if I had to... If you ask me to guess, I think he will be a solid NFL quarterback that doesn't put a lot of... That doesn't put the fear of God into you. I can't think of a comparison for that off the top of my head right now but
1: um he's trent dilfer
0: yeah i think he oh i think he's his ceiling's a little bit higher than trent dilfer but like i think i think like i think mac jones will inspire the type of fear that trent dilfer did for sure maybe so maybe maybe that sort of a thing but like
1: oh, I, I use the trent dilfer example because trent
0: dilfer was on a lot of good teams mm-hmm.
1: whereas he was not necessarily the best part of those good teams
0: yeah yeah that might that I mean maybe I think I think Mac Jones would be a little bit better than Trent Dilfer, oh, but um, I I mean and you know rookie quarterbacks just don't come in and and win ten games right they just don't come in and win you know, ten like, games
1: they, like like you know from time to time like you know Andrew Luck's an example and mm-hmm. there's been a couple other examples over the years where where that's happened but it's guys who walk into Fantastic situations with tons of talent around them and a great play caller. And look, I don't know if we necessarily believe that about Josh McDaniels, because if you like we talked about this in the podcast a year ago, Josh McDaniels had a pretty nice career. If you just look at the flat numbers, if you separate the Tom Brady era of Josh McDaniels career from the non Tom Brady era, it yeah. gets yeah. ugly fast Yes, like look the, the types of offenses he's put together when Tom Brady is not the
0: quarterback. It is not a good situation. Billichek too, man. I mean, he's been dining out on that Matt Castle thing for over a decade now, right? That 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 one they, Matt they, Castle season
1: where, where they went on a heater where Matt Castle won eleven games, mm-hmm. and that's the only success that Bill has had mm-hmm. as an NFL well an NFL head coach without Tom Brady being the quarterback. One wonders, yeah. is yep. that something that is going to be a problem going forward here? And
0: the one year now, the one year after he didn't, they went out and spent the most money in free agency than they ever have. That's,
1: so That's the other thing that I find interesting. Cause I, I actually I, I tweeted back and forth about this with, with Bill Barnwell during the offseason because he, we he was saying, well, that's just not something the Patriots typically do. I'm like, yeah, but Bill, uh, the Patriots don't typically go reset the market at tight end twice in a same offseason. The Patriots don't typically go outspend the market on Nelson Aguilar like the the Patriots went aggressively and they didn't
0: and they didn't get good guys either right like they didn't get great players
1: big contracts in New England's history as far as the the Belichick history as far as them adding guys or whatever uh Stefan Gilmore is 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 a shining example of that Mm -hmm. but usually when they go out and spend they go out and spend at in the secondary that's where they go spend. They feel as though they can recreate stuff at the pass rush. They feel as though they can draft receivers, even though the, the, the track record there is a little bit checkered. They feel as though they can find linemen. But when they go out and spend, they usually go out and spend in the secondary. Now they're spending everywhere else. It just it feels like their their, their modus operandi has really, really changed in the last little bit, and, in the last year and a bit. So we'll see how that goes. And perhaps the reason it's changed is because Bill has realized, oh, wait a minute. We're kind of missing the quarterback, who's a big part of this. And I don't know if you heard, Pierce, um, the quarterback that used to play for New England. His team won the Super Bowl this
0: past mm-hmm. year. <laughs> Add that yeah. to it. who was it? Was it Asante Samuel who said uh, this week, who uh, came off the top rope saying that uh, Bill Belichick's just another guy. He just had Tom Brady for all those years, but uh, you know after. Like, That's after...
1: on... hmm. here's the thing, and this is like, and look. Bill Belichick was a defensive coordinator on multiple Super Bowl winning teams with, with Bill Parcells. Let's mm-hmm. just get that on record right now. Um, if Bill Belichick leaves his time as head coach of the New England Patriots and the team is never good again, the you never did it without Tom will be slapped to every single conversation about his legacy for the rest of his life. And he knows it. He knows mm-hmm. it. Yep. So I don't know what the next couple of years are going to look like there. But he knows that his legacy and not having to hear, well, you never did it without Tom. That's what's on the line the next few years in New England. And for him, I think
0: everything. Because Tom doesn't have to worry about it.
1: Tom's already got it taken care of.
0: Mm -hmm. Tom's
1: won a Super Bowl on a new team. So Tom's good. The other guy, we'll see.
0: Yeah, God, let's let's hope we get to live in that universe. Uh, I don't so
1: live in that universe, if I'm gonna pick universes,
0: yeah, let's live in that universe. Uh, yeah, so you and I, easy under on New England on the New England Patriots uh, for us this year. That that was one of the I couldn't believe it was nine and a half. That's 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 given them too much credit, I think, for past performance. And I would really like to get on the. Um, as much as we used to bet on the... We, I mean, we used to be be like, we're, we're always taking the over on the Patriots. Let's start being the... like, Let's get on the unders early before they become too obvious, I think.
1: Oh, um, Stefan Gilmore is going to miss the first six weeks of the season. That oh, yeah, that's another
0: would. thing. Yeah, he is out, which is... And things weren't going well negotiating-wise yes. with him <laughs> and stuff before, right, too. So that Defense, was...
1: I think even without Gilmore for a bit, should be pretty good. I just think that... Yeah. I just don't know what's going to be good about this offense, even if you really like Jones. Again... 2017 Tom Brady. A plop that guy in the middle of this offense, is it good? I don't think so.
0: Yeah, and I do like some of the Damian Harris uh, running props because I think he's going to get a a lot of touches.
1: A lot of touches, yes.
0: Yeah, I do like some of those. So take a look at some of those. Uh, The New York Jets this year are six wins, minus 115 going both ways. So basically a coin flip on the Jets, six wins. Um, I don't have much to say on this one other than the under. What say you, Craig? Six... Like they're you're asking them to go six and eleven, and you push mm-hmm. in a tough division, though. Tough division. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's
1: true. It's a tough division. I don't mind the offense. No. You go out and you add Corey Davis. You go out and you add Keelan Cole.
0: You bring in Robert I Sala, that, which is probably the bigger, the he, biggest off-season. Yeah. Him and Zach Wilson were, are the biggest uh, off-season. We're, we're gonna
1: acquisitions. Get a I, have a, I have an interesting theory about the the coaching situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't love the offensive line the non mackay Beckton portions of the offensive line I've got some concerns about. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I think that... Um, I think this team's all right. Uh, I was interested that they traded Tris Herndon to the Vikings. I guess they must figure they're all right at tight end. Uh, but I think this team uh, has a chance to be okay on offense. They have a chance to be pretty good on defense. Sala is a pretty good coordinator, as we were talking about. He brings some of what they were doing in San Francisco. Uh, obviously, losing uh, losing Lawson's a big. They 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 went out and they spent a lot of money to have Carl Lawson on the roster, and he's not going to be there. He's out for the season, so mm-hmm. that's a problem. But you know they they've got Quinn and Williams, so that's you know a pretty good start uh, starting spot for the uh, for the line there. Uh, the linebacking core you got uh, C J Mosley still, even though he's making too much money, but he's a good player. Um, I think the defense might be okay. I don't love this either way, but I think I might lean toward the over. because I, I think that the offense might be good enough that they can... Again, if you go 6-11, and 11, you get your money back.
0: I'm going to check their schedule, because I think for some reason I remember them having a brutal schedule too, uh, which has contributed to why I like the under. I just think that there's going to be a three-headed uh, monster fighting for the first overall pick this year, and I think the Jets are going to be one of those three, and I think the other two will be Detroit and Houston.
1: I don't. I think that the Jets are better than those two teams.
0: I think there are two, but it might not stop them from being worse, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, uh,
1: jet schedule, to start. Yeah. Uh, at the Panthers. Home yep. to the Patriots. At Denver.
0: Those are three uh, losses.
1: Home to the Titans.
0: That's a at the, loss.
1: At the Falcons. That's a loss. At the Patriots. Loss. Home to the Bengals.
0: That's a win. Let's give them a win.
1: At the Colts. That's a loss. Home to the
0: Bills. Loss.
1: Home to the Jets. Loss. Oh, Dolphins, rather. Uh, uh, at the Texans. That should be a win.
0: Yeah, let's give them a win. So we're up to two. Home,
1: home to the Eagles.
0: All right, let's give them three against the Eagles.
1: Home to the Saints.
0: That's probably a loss.
1: At the Dolphins.
0: Eh, probably a loss. Home to the Jaguars. Yeah, let, let's give them a fourth. Let's give them a generous fourth win there. Home to the
1: Buccaneers.
0: Now the question for that game is that's week 17. Does that game matter for the Buccaneers? Probably because I don't think they're going to take week 17 off, right? So right. loss. Yeah.
1: Uh, then uh, week 18, they are uh, in Orchard Park to face the Bills.
0: Yeah. Now, so it would depend to now see if the game
1: that may mean yeah. nothing to the...
0: But, but I mean, based on uh, us doing the old schedule rundown, which is always kind of silly in retrospect, but I'm I'm really only able to find five wins for the Jets, so they'd have to find two kind of sneakier wins in there, which you know could happen. Maybe they win at Carolina. Maybe they win at Denver. Who knows? Right? Like probably not. But um, yeah, uh, I, I yeah hope not for yours. Like obviously, but uh, I I think uh, I'm quite comfortable taking the Jets under here because I do think they're going to be one of the three teams fighting for the worst record. Uh, do you want to officially take the over on the Jets? Or? Uh,
1: I'm not going to put money on this. I think mm. if I had money on it, I think I would lean towards over. But...
0: All right. I'll mark it yeah, down we'll, for over. Funs yeah, yeah
1: we'll see how it goes. I, I'm a Robert Sala believer. Put it that way.
0: Yeah, me too. I just don't think this is the year. I think uh, I think the Jets... I think I think the ideal Jets season, uh, if you're a fan, is... Wilson looks, you know, good. Um, Sala looks like he knows what he's doing, and you guys win a couple of games, but you don't win enough that you don't have a top like 5, 10 ish pick if you're the Jets. So
1: basically, the exact season up that the Chargers just had.
0: Kinda, yeah. I, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great. That's a great comparison for sure. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we, all right. You're,
1: you're the quarterback looks good. Your defense blows a couple of
0: games, and you're yeah.
1: There you go. Fair mm-hmm. enough.
0: All right, let's head to the AFC North and start with the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens' current line, uh, 10.5, minus 150 on the over, plus 120 on the under. (sighs) Boy, um, the minus 150 scares me because I I want the over. I know they just lost J.K. Dobbins, who is going to be their starting running back, but... Losing, I, I I think losing your starting running back is not good enough to sink your season for me, especially especially with this particular team, who has just found a way to get it done, turning guys over these last few years. I believe in Harbaugh. This has been a regular season team. Lamar Jackson is really good. I mean, the, 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 I mean, just the ML for this team in the in the Lamar Jackson era has just so far been really great regular season team, but can't necessarily get it done in the playoff times. Cause can Lamar make a, make a throw here and there in the playoffs? I'm God, I'm slightly scared, but I kind of want to take the over because I don't think losing Dobbins to me costs them wins. I think they figure it out. I, I mean, I think it's
1: really good, but you know what? Gus Edwards yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the Gus bus. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think Gus Edwards is pretty good. Uh, we'll see. I, I kind of like the under, and I, I've got a few reasons why.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna agree with you just because I like the plus 120 more than the the the, the 150. To me, uh, screams public money on the on the Baltimore.
1: So here's here's a few reasons why. One, I think the offensive line there is some still some significant questions there. The year that Lamar won the MVP, their offensive line was dominant. You've got Mm -hmm. Ronnie Stanley back from injury, so hopefully he's back to being the old Ronnie Stanley, but I'm not sure about a lot of the other guys along there. Uh, Kevin Zeitler was cut by the Giants, Uh, Alejandro Villanueva was a free agent for a very long time for a reason, so I've got some questions about the way that the offense is going to look uh, along the line. (laughs) Uh, I've still got some questions about the skill position guys as yeah. Lamar Jackson should have some questions about the skill position guys. Um, Rashad Bateman, you know, they go draft him in the first round. Uh, they draft receivers in the first round, but Bateman's hurt. So we're, it looks like we're going it with, uh, Marquise Brown, Miles Boykin, and Sammy Watkins, Sammy
0: Watkins, who they signed this year. And just,
1: yeah. So Sammy Watkins will play about a game. Uh, and then something will happen. I, I, that's not a great looking depth chart to me. And their problem this past year with the offense was, you know, L- Lamar's accuracy was definitely on the list of issues. No, 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 no question about that. But the problem was they're just, they just, there weren't dudes getting open. Like Mark Andrews, like he can only do so much. So I'd be worried about that if I were a Ravens fan. So there's that element of this. Uh, the defense looks pretty good though. The defense looks pretty <laughs> good. So we'll see where, uh, where this lands for Baltimore, but if I'm picking something, I'm picking the under.
0: Yeah, 11 wins is a lot, and this is going to be a tough division too, right? This is going to be a tough division. Even
1: Cincinnati, I think, and things didn't start well for them in camp, but it started looking better. I think even Cincinnati is going to be – I'm not saying they're going to beat Baltimore once or twice or whatever, but that's not going to be a game where you look at the schedule, I don't think, and just say, there's an easy W. I think Cincinnati's better than that. So – uh, plus Cleveland and Pittsburgh so it's you're right it's gonna be a tough division
0: All right, yeah so we're both taking the under on the uh, Baltimore Ravens and we can slide right into talking about the Cincinnati Bengals the Cincinnati Bengals six and a half my, uh, six and a half is their win total minus 125 for the over minus 105 for the under um I, I kind of like I like their oh <coughs> excuse me I like their off season. the offensive line still scares me
1: that's, the, that's what I'm worried about is like last year, the problem was Joe Burrow was going to take a bunch of damage and then eventually he took extreme damage. I'm worried about like, that exact thing happening again. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: it, it's an under for me, Cincinnati. Yeah, I think,
1: I think so too. And look, I, I like the, the way the team's going and they decided to do Jamar chase over trading down. They decided to do Jamar chase rather than going with Pene Sewell uh they could have traded down a few spots and gotten Rashawn Slater. Like there are things they could have done that they didn't do uh with that fifth overall pick when they took Jamar Chase.
0: Yeah, Penny Sewell uh, was the big one, right?
1: Yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. and, and, like, I tweeted about it last year, and I got, I, I had some conversations about it with Bengals fans, and, and they were split. I, there was Bengals fans, that I mentioned, that were pro, that were con, uh, against the idea of taking offensive linemen. Because I, I tweeted at, uh, at Nate Tice of, uh, of the athletic football show. I, he talked he was talking about something about the Bengals draft. And I said, look, the number one thing the Bengals need is for pass rushers not to be, you know, picking up Joe Burrow like they're Bane and he's Batman. So, that's the that they, they had to accomplish that. So Bengals fans were thinking that year three, but really year two due to injury of Jonah Williams, they're going to be better off at that spot. They think that Riley Reef is going to stabilize the other tackle spot. I will say that I am not necessarily
0: a believer in those two things, but that's what they. As a the guy who watched Riley Reef for many years, I can tell you I do not believe that. So
1: yeah, yeah. Mm. I, so I I would have some concerns about that. So we'll see what Burrow does. Burrow's pretty good in the pocket.
0: I very I like good in the pocket.
1: I like his mm-hmm. pocket awareness. We'll see. That being said, um, he's thrown to Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. That's, that is good stuff. And, you know, mixing out of the backfield. But, man, no. Burrow's injury last year was gross. Ugh. He had one. Like, of In, a, in a year of gross quarterback injuries. Right? Like, ugh.
1: That offense was starting to turn a corner when he got hurt a little.
0: You know, they mm-hmm. were starting to move. Well, uh, the, the offensive thing, line wasn't, because he was taking a no, beating last year. Good no, Lord.
1: Like it, I think from a play design and a play calling and a play execution perspective, mm-hmm. they were starting to do some things. Uh, right. The other issue with this team is, is the defense, where they have some good players. Obviously, Jesse Bates is a nice player. Uh, and they bring in Trey Hendrickson from the Saints. Uh, Larry Ogunjobi, that, who they got from Cleveland, they, they, they really like him. Um, but... I have no reason to believe this defense is not going to be really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, what what reason do we have to not believe this defense? Even if Trey Hendrickson is the best version of what we saw him as with the Saints,
0: why would we not believe this defense is going to suck? Yeah. At the very I, least, this will be a very fun fantasy team because they're not going to be able to stop the anybody, I, but I, they'll I move the ball, thing. right?
1: Yeah, I, I think the same thing is that this will be – like. I don't think I will be saying Scott Hanson do not show this game about the Bengals unless Burrow gets hurt again.
0: Mm, good. Ooh, you got me all tingly there for the Scott Hanson game. It's a week
1: away, Greg. Eight days. Eight days. I love it. I uh, yeah. Hearing seven hours of commercial yeah. free football start now.
0: Oh, Ten days for that, but it's only eight days till we see actual NFL football games that count. Uh, so we're both on the under six and a half for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, next up, the Cleveland Browns. Oh boy! Uh, the Cleveland Browns, ten wins, minus one fifty for the over, plus one twenty on the under. I am taking the under, not because I believe in it, but because. Well, that's sorry. That's that's bad reasoning. Um, I'm taking plus one twenty. I'm I'm taking the under purely on the plus one twenty. I don't want to pay the juice on the minus one fifty when this is the Cleveland Browns. I like their, you know, I like what happened. They probably should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs if not for a weird, if not for once again that weird fumbling in the, uh, you know, offensive player fumbling into the opposing end zone rule, touchback rule. And then uh, just a great play call in the last couple of, just just tremendous play calling from from Andy Reid in the last couple with Chad Henney in the game there, right? Like that, that, that's, that was some good stuff. Stuff. Odell Beckham's back. Uh, I I mean, it's, it's a great team. Miles Garrett's a goddamn stud. Baker Mayfield, it seems like a quality.
1: uh, And Clowney to the front seven.
0: Yeah. Although Clowney, Clowney, he's had some clips where he has not looked good so far, but I'm I'm sure he'll.
1: As of right now, he's going to be the third or fourth best guy in their front seven.
0: He'll make some plays here and there for yeah, sure.
1: Exactly. You don't you don't need him to be the guy who's drawing three double teams because you've already got that
0: guy. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: but here's the thing: the problem last year was the secondary was giving up too much. You get greedy Williams back healthy. He looked great at LSU, and he going yes, to be he did. In corner. We'll see. Um, you signed John Johnson the third from the Rams. That's 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 a good signing. Like yeah. they need help at that safety spot last year. It was not. They were not putting NFL-caliber players out at safety last year. John Johnson III is going to be not just an NFL-caliber player, but he's going to be an upper echelon player at that spot. So, to me, this is all about Baker. And if Baker is as good as he was last year or better this team's winning 11 or 12 games. I really believe that because they nearly did that last year and they were having some real problems on defense. I don't think they're going to have some of those. I don't think they're going to have, you know, I don't think miles Garrett's going to have random COVID bouts. I don't think this is a team where the anti-vax issue is an issue Uh, with Baltimore, by the way, we didn't mention it, but it is with them. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I really, really like this team. I think this team is really good. I think this might be the second best team in the AFC. Uh, I'm taking the over.
0: I agree. I'm just taking the plus I'm taking the plus 120 on the under and I yeah. do think that 10 is the exact number of games that they're going to win. So I do think we're going to end up pushing this at the but end of these at the end say, of the year.
1: If 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 I could reset the line to 11 mm-hmm. and change the juice so I'm just paying both uh, I'm getting the same payout on both sides,
0: I'd happily take the over on the 11. Okay. I, that's, that's that's, it. So you're going over on the 10. So
1: Yeah, over. yeah, oh, yeah. I'm uh yeah. that's how much I, bel- I I think this team's really good you know what I'm a big believer in Kevin Stefanski because I think they've yes. got a great team I think he's a great play caller and now Baker's had two off seasons with him and now he's had a full off season last year was obviously a little bit abbreviated
0: He's had mm-hmm. a full off
1: season with him I think we're gonna see some things he wasn't even top. able
0: to coach the playoff game against the against the uh the Steelers you remember that he had to stay home
1: yeah they won anyway
0: uh but yeah, yeah there
1: was I suspect that because of that experience, Kevin Stefanski is likely vaccinated.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So there's that element of as well. So I'm uh, I'm I, I'm feeling really good about this team. They had some injuries on the offensive line last year too. I don't know if yeah. that'll, re- but their offensive line: Derek Wells, Joel Batonio, Jay Z Wyatt Teller, Jack Conklin. I don't know if there's a lot of groups that I like better than that one. Like that's mm-hmm. a good line. I don't know if it's the best one, but I don't think there are a lot of groups that I like better.
0: I agree purely i'm 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 going with the juice on this one for with the just, with the yeah, ten I right one,
1: yeah sort of where the the money's coming from but for me um if you told me that I had to bet on a team in the AFC to 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 win the aFC I have to bet on a team to win the aFC and I can't bet on the chiefs, I think that'd be my team yeah I think that's Cleveland's the group that I bet on. And I know it's a tough division, but I think they win the division. All
0: right. I like to hear that. All right. Uh, last member of the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers over under 8.5, minus 130 on the over, plus 110 on the – or, sorry, plus 100 on the under. Um, bit of a weird offseason. season. They, once again, for whatever reason, did not, uh, chose not to improve the backup quarterback position. They well, just I can decided... tell you
1: exactly why they didn't do that. Yeah. the NFL's most capped out team. They Fair, just, yeah. They just... Now, that, that's not an excuse for them. To be clear, like, you shouldn't mess up your salary cap in this way. But this is mm-hmm. the NFL's most capped out team. So, they didn't improve their backup quarterback position because they just literally could not afford it.
0: Yeah. Um... Eight and a half. That said, I still like the over for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Purely a Mike Tomlin play. The man has never gone. The, the, The man just has never gone. I think you might have to squeeze this one out, maybe even in the last week of the season. I think nine and eight is probably about where they end up, which gets you the over, even though just barely. Um, I know they're just trying to like squeeze the last ounce of football out of Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I really like Najee Harris, even though I, I, you know, first round running backs, whatever. I suppose, I'm you know I'm I'm not as bad on taking running backs in the first round as long as it's in the back end, like they did with Najee Harris, and uh, you know, not spending top five picks on on running backs. And uh, also, you know, it's become the new like don't spend your picks uh, uh, like. You know what's replacing don't spend your top picks on running backs for me is basically become don't give running backs that second big contract is basically Yeah, yeah that's that's basically where I'm at. Um the defense is still really good for Pittsburgh. Offensive line is obviously they, they, they didn't improve that and 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 they were not great last year, and not only that, but they lost a couple guys to retirement. So, um, we'll be a little bit there. Love the skill position guys. I think they're going to score. I think Roethlisberger will look a bit a little bit better. He'll probably break down. You know, like, a, I mean, last year they had that hot like ten and zero start, and we were all kind of like, eh, it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. But then, you know, they lost like I don't know six of the last seven or something. In, yeah, they finished, they were not
1: finishing four, but it was an yeah. ugly four it was an ugly 12 and four and then of course they get the playoff they get to the playoffs and the the final game was flattering for them like they Cleveland kicked the absolute crap out of them
0: they got dusted yeah for sure and uh yeah it just it, it 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 It, it was bad, but I think the proof, like they weren't, they certainly weren't a 10-0 and 0 team, but I don't think they also were like a 2-6 like a and six team or however they finished. The proof somewhere in the middle. Uh, pure Tomlin play for me, 8.5 seems a little low. I think they're begging you to kind of take the under and believe that, uh, I think they're baiting you into taking the under and believing that Roethlisberger's washed up and broke down. I think they can squeeze one last decent season out of them. And uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take the over on Pittsburgh at eight and a half because I think that's too low. And I just believe in Mike Tomlin. What say you on the Pittsburgh Steelers? I want the under for a few reasons. Okay.
1: one. uh, One of the things that kept them alive last year was the pass rush and not just TJ Watt, but they had a bunch of other guys who are good pass rushers Um, like Bud Dupree is an example. He plays for a different team now so that's that's a troublesome issue is something that sort of uh, was the team's bread and butter which is hey we can really get to the quarterback uh they're not going to be as good at that this season um i've got some concerns about roethlisberger's skill deterioration and here's the other thing even when ben was in his prime ben got hurt like mm-hmm. ben a big guy and he takes hits and whatnot so ben would get hurt from time to time uh as you pointed out earlier They are one hit away from Mason Rudolph time. We've seen Mason Rudolph time. Doesn't Doesn't look good. Or, failing that, is Dwayne Haskins time, which looks the hell of a lot worse than Mason Rudolph time, in my experience. So, I would have some concerns about that, too. Whereas, you're one hit to a guy who's almost 40, away from being in a really ugly quarterback situation. And this is an offensive line that just simply couldn't run block last year. Everything this team, well, I shouldn't say everything, because they had, they had a couple of, you know, uh, of deep plays to, to Claypool and whatnot that, that paid off. But a lot of what this team did to move the ball last year was quick drop, get the ball out of here, fast stuff. I'm not so sure that is going to, um, to translate as well this season as it did uh, in the front half of last season. So I get what you're saying. I think Tom's a great coach, too. I just, I have a hard time seeing this roster
0: win nine football games. I just don't think it's particularly good. Tough division too, So you have that yep. against them. Is this a team that should maybe bring in Cam Newton on a cheap, cheapy?
1: Uh, if Cam is willing to be Ben Roethlisberger's backup, you bet your ass they should. Yeah. Because, like, again, you can't just, like, if you have aspirations of, uh, and they're, I guess, they're trying to win the Super Bowl this year, uh, of aspirations of doing something like that. I don't think you can be one hit away from
0: ups. Oh, I guess it's time for Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. Can do that. Yeah. Maybe something to think about for sure. All right. So we disagree on the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. I like that. I like it when we disagree. Um, all right. Let's head to the AFC South because there are some. <laughs> this is a. Ooh. You're now, is this. Under the... Eggs. Yeah, this is the clunker division of, uh, of of the season, I think for sure. Uh, the AFC South, but some some fun gambling prospects. Speaking of which, Houston Texans four and a half wins. The lowest uh, I think we've ever seen it get is four and a half um, over the years. I don't think we've seen a four team, and we certainly haven't seen like a three and a half team. So four and a half half Houston Texans team
1: in a season in which the Houston Texans will have seventeen chances to win a game.
0: Yeah. Um, minus 115 going both ways. So a coin flip on the over under, um, I, the, the easiest under I have ever picked in my entire life. Easiest
1: under. This is a four and 13 football team for you or worse? Yeah.
0: I think, I think worse. I I like, I, I I absolutely think worse. I think they get like like last year's Jets, Jaguars. Mm -hmm.
1: Type of situation you think it's that bad? Which, uh, if you do, I, I think I'm in the same boat as you. But um,
0: mm, you, you, I, I, I do. I think I think this this has been one of the worst off seasons we have ever seen in the history of any, in, in, just in the history of the NFL absolutely toxic Deshaun Watson is not going to play a snap for the Houston Texans this year so it is going to be Tyrod Taylor I mean God bless him for being back on the field but it sucks for him that he has to deal with with this team based on what happened to him last year which was just most likely insanely avoidable i all of the anyone who's good on this team is either like kind of past their prime or just on the other side of or, or or about to enter being past their prime i mean their best receivers the is and cooks right it's it's just, just this is not this is a good
1: Tunsil's still pretty good yeah but i i'm actually like if you're running the houston texans why is Tunsil still on the roster
0: because uh, you traded for him and you gave up a bunch and you can't look yeah, foolish uh, by trading him again, I guess. But
1: yeah, couldn't you get a like couldn't you recoup one of the two firsts you gave up by trading Tuncil right now?
0: I think so. It's just the optics would be bad. And uh, I by the way, I completely agree with you, they should absolutely yeah. <laughs> absolutely do that. Like the, this, two, this is...
1: you you, the two the firsts you gave Miami for Tuncil, those are out the door, those are gone.
0: Yeah. Um but couldn't
1: you get one of them back by trading Tunsil right now?
0: Oh, absolutely. But uh <laughs>
1: that, 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 that'd be what I would do, but that's just me.
0: Again, there this this is uh, from a guy who knows something about poorly run behind the scenes franchises, this is a poorly run behind the scenes franchise. Um it Jeff, is really bad. I don't,
1: I don't know how much people who are listening to us have read about that, but like this is it's it's ugly. And look, they've had some breaks mm-hmm. that are that are bad from the perspective like you know, the Deshaun Watson thing is not necessarily their fault. Um but it's still a problem. Uh, the fact that Desha- their, their relationship with Deshaun Watson crumbled—that
0: is their fault. Yes, uh, like that was happening before the nonsense, before, right? Like
1: yeah, all the stuff with the masseuses and whatnot, which is pretty messed up. Um, so that is on them. Uh, they have not done a good job as far as uh, keeping that relationship where it needs to be, and we are uh, we're seeing the results of that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is gonna be a really bad football team probably next year year after that too
0: yeah um under uh yeah, for me I, only... oh, I, I feel
1: the same way look uh there's gonna be a team that goes you know one and sixteen two and fifteen somewhere in that vicinity this season and um this is probably that team i
0: th- yeah I think this is gonna be a foot race between the or whatever the opposite of a of a foot race is i guess between uh Maybe a, a, I don't know, some sort of backwards crab walk to, to the finish line between the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans for the first overall pick. I think that's, I think.
1: I think Houston's better than Detroit. I'm
0: yeah.
1: know that's right. Worse than Detroit. I want to be clear. Worse than Detroit. Fair. Uh, I think that, like, I think that Detroit might actually win some games that we don't expect them to win this
0: year. They, they, like, they, mm-hmm. like I understand on paper it doesn't look great, but I'd,
1: I'd rather be in Detroit's shoes than Houston, put it that way.
0: Oh, I've, uh, yeah. So I guess we've at least got that going for us. Not as bad as Houston. <laughs> T- terrible terrible uh, football team easy under. Um uh, that said, we're going to have to hold our nose and bet on the Houston Texans an awful lot this year, Craig. So I hope you're I hope you're prepared for that.
1: Yeah, but we're getting <laughs> a nice 17 and a half point lines.
0: <laughs> exactly. Cuz I'm already eyeball- I've already got money on them week 1 as as a home dog. <laughs> but uh, I can tell you we're going to be doing a lot of that this year. A lot of betting on the Houston Texans, not to win, though. <laughs> my you uh next up the Indianapolis Colts the Indianapolis Colts Craig 10 wins plus 100 on the over minus 130 on the under oh good lord give me that plus 100 on the over for the Indianapolis Colts um I know Wentz is out for right now I just believe I believe in in Frank Reich but man are they having they are having they're getting put through the ringer right now with the uh, with the injuries. They they I mean, I might regret this over, and it might be an injury regret for sure.
1: I, I, I might be taking the under because of a couple of things I'd say to you. One, Zach Pascal, Eric Fisher, Ryan Kelly on the COVID list. So is Carson yes. Wentz. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: Carson Wentz, uh, we get random reports from time to time that things look okay. But Carson Wentz had a weird injury in the preseason where they gave us a timeline. This is a quote of five to 12 weeks Yeah, what is that about? I don't know, but it seems bad. Uh, Quentin Nelson also has a 5-12 week injury. He's the best player on the team.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: um, That is a little scary. I just... I understand this division sucks. um, And there's a lot of bad teams in it. And the Colts are probably still the second best team in this division, no matter how things go.
0: And they've got a cupcake schedule. Basically, after you get past week 4... Their schedule is I think the softest in the league after after week four. Yeah. So it's like they play Seattle, Los Angeles, Tennessee, and then and then they which, get Miami
1: with um with Jacob in at quarterback.
0: Yeah. I mean maybe maybe they win a couple of those, but then they get like, you know, Houston they say, they,
1: they one, say they go I'm just gonna look at the schedule right now. Let's just say they go one and three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those opening four games, which it might be 0 and four. But let's Absolutely, just say they go, yeah. They go one and three in those opening four games. Mm -hmm. Uh, They will then have. So their opening four is uh, Seattle, Rams, Tennessee, Miami. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then it goes to Baltimore, which is tough. So maybe they go one and four in their opening five. Yeah. Got home to Houston, at the 49ers, home to the Titans, home to the Jets, home to the Jaguars, at the Bills, and home to the Buccaneers. Back to back is tough. Then you're at the Texans by. Home to the Patriots, home to the Cardinals, home to the Raiders, at the Jaguars.
0: Yeah, that's there's some wins, there's some W's at the end. Yeah, draw it up. That's as good as you can draw it up. So yeah, to me, I to, think this is. I, I mean, the, getting to the ten might be tough. I think this is a team that definitely starts slow and then picks it up. But I, I, I have the Colts as, uh, winning the division and being a playoff team. Someone's got to win this division, right? So
1: <laughs> yeah, I even though I like. I did not like Tennessee's offseason. I still think it's going to be them. Like mm. Ryan Tannehill's hurt and, and uh, Ryan Tannehill's healthy, and Carson Wentz is hurt. Yeah, you know, if you're picking between the teams, maybe that's how you decide.
0: True. I'm just I'm going to go with the Colts. I believe cool. in Frank Reich.
1: The Colts defense is a lot better than the Titans. Right?
0: Very, yeah, very good defense. I think they're going to have to grind out some way. If they can grind out a couple wins, like let's say they can yeah, finish that. There,
1: some of these wins that they get is going to have to be the the
0: the 13 to 7 variety. yeah yeah 17 to 14 sort of t- yeah type of thing like keeping it under 20 but yeah um so I'm, I'm officially going over on the colts what say you
1: i i like the under just because they're too banged up like if
0: if yep. i knew everyone's healthy i think it's a different conversation completely uh completely fair fair point all around. Uh, next up, the Jacksonville Jaguars, six and a half, plus 110 on the over, minus 140 on the under. Uh, pay the juice, Craig. Let's uh, let's pay the juice on the Jacksonville Jaguars, under six and a half. Um, you know, if they had hired, like here, I've got some positive memories of Urban
1: Meyer as a head yeah, coach. Absolutely, a couple of national championships for sure. Florida. Of course, I've got some good memories of Urban Meyer as head coach. Mm-hmm. If they had instead of hiring Urban Meyer, had hired Brian Dable, yeah. or instead of hiring Urban Meyer, you know, I'd hire one of these guys who you know has run an NFL offense before and has done it successfully. So they had hi- let's say they hire Brian Dable or 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 someone else who's sort of an an, an up and comer offensive coordinator. I think I'd feel pretty good about the over for this team. Mm-hmm. I would feel good about Trevor Lawrence. I'd feel good about some of the skill guys they brought in to make Trevor Lawrence's life easier, like D J Chark, Marvin Jones, Liz, Lavisca Chenault, like. You can work with that if you're Trevor Lawrence. That's not bad. Offensive line looks like it has a chance to be okay. Like they get Andrew Norwell back, and you know that's you know they they may I've got some concerns about it. I'm not saying it's going to be great, but like I don't think it's a disaster either. Um, you should never have taken Travis. Like that that was a late half of the first. That was a back half of the first round pick. But if your roster is that bad, you absolutely cannot 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 take. A running you got back. A hurt too
0: by the way yeah yeah
1: yeah so Travis Etienne's hurt and he, they he probably shouldn't have been the pick anyway um the defense I think is going to suck
0: like, oh, I just
1: it's terrible really. but I think this offense would have potential I just don't think that urban Meyer and Daryl bevel are the guys to unlock that potential Darryl absolutely bevel, not bevel is OC like we've we've seen this we've seen this show before and it's typically boring and not interesting
0: yeah yeah so I, I uh, officially Jacksonville under for me what say you same yeah it's w- one of the easier ones I think I think we got yeah they, they're, they're gonna be fight for the first overall pick now let me ask you this is urban Meyer the head coach of this team next season
1: yeah they gave him too much money I don't think they would walk away
0: you think so I think he walks away I'm gonna say no I think he walks away because I think he he's he's one of those college coaches who's like like, to me, he just has all the makeup of one of those college game every year. And he's used to being able to boss yeah. the
1: players around. He's used yeah. to being – yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Used to
0: win, used to winning all the time. Like, he, like I mean, how many <laughs> – Urban Meyer is going to lose more games in this season than he has probably in his entire, co- like, college coaching career. Or, like, not quite that, but, like, not far off from that, you know? And he's, you know, he's going to go back to some team and – boost them up to, like, it's just... Yeah, he's going to want to go back to college where he can run things and, and do that sort of thing. I just... To me, he's he's, he's a guy who's just... He's going to hate losing so much that he's like, screw this, I'm going back to college. That's that's how I see, see it uh, turning out for Urban Meyer. Anyway, let's move on. The Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, nine wins. Minus 115 going both ways. So a coin flip for the Tennessee Titans on the nine wins. I... I'm going under on the Tennessee Titans. I think this is a... I, I think their roster is Deese, although they've got some COVID issues right now. I'm I'm picking that they had some COVID issues last year as well. They played a lot of Tuesday games, this Tennessee Titans squad, last year. Um, they added Julio Jones in the offseason. I'm fine with that. I... I I'm not sure how much Julio has left in the tank. Um, they brought in Bud Dupree, which was the bigger one f- uh, acquisition for me than the uh, than the Julio Jones one. Um, I'm I'm just expecting this team to take a take a big step back, and the fact that they're all starting to get COVID and stuff right now maybe reinforces what I'm saying. I'm going under on the Tennessee Titans. And now, um, say for Tannehill, I haven't. Uh, I know there's
1: a few other guys on the COVID list. Tannehill is vaccinated and asymptomatic.
0: Yes. So, so it seems like he's gonna help, come through this and be ready for week that one.
1: That helps you feel as though he should be ready to go for week one, barring something bizarre. But at, at last report, uh, well, we we know for sure that Ryan Tannehill's vaccinated, and uh, at last report he was asymptomatic. So I don't think there's gonna be anything jeopardizing his availability uh, coming up for week one. Uh, I've got some concerns. They get Taylor Lewan back, which is helpful. People forgot that he was not around the last half of last season. That helps. Uh, I, I don't mind the Julio dish from the perspective of, like, okay, you gave up a second. It's not like you have to like give up the farm to go get him.
0: No, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, for and sure. It,
1: and it's like, it's, honestly, if I were the Titans fan, it'd be like, oh, yeah,
0: Julio Jones is on our team. That's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. It's now, just, it's just, it's not going to be what you think it is because, like, they think, like, you know, how the, there'll be certain Titans fans who are like, oh, man, Twin Towers, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, who are you going to cover? How are you going to stop us? And I just don't think it's going to be quite that.
1: Yeah. I, if I'm a Titans fan, my concern is this Arthur Smith is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons now.
0: He's not there. Yes, Alton that's fan. another big one I forgot to bring up earlier. So Yeah, that's
1: that to me is the biggest loss of the offseason for them is he's not Absolutely. there anymore. He has been
0: masterful in
1: the way he has orchestrated that offense the last few years, and now he doesn't work there anymore. Um, look, at some point, and there, there there are some guys who are freaks of nature. And you mentioned, like, oh, don't give running backs that second contract. Right now, the Derrick Henry second contract is actually looking okay. There's always exceptions. Uh, and that's the thing. The, uh, like, Adrian Peterson's the guy that people always bring up. Oh, yeah, Adrian Peterson's second contract was good. Adrian Peterson's third contract was good. Adrian Peterson's a freak of nature, though. Like, you can't yeah. be like, oh, what if, what if our guy's just like Adrian Peterson? Oh, no, there's been like. You know, thousands of NFL running backs. and There's been like two who have been good as long as him. So I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's the bet that I'd want to be making. Uh, I shouldn't say as long as him, but with as many with as much uh, tread on the tires as him. Uh, Either way, maybe Derrick Henry is the next guy like that. But I don't know if I want to bet on it. And if he all of a sudden is not doing Derrick Henry like stuff. I get concerned about this offense. I, 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 I'm a believer in Ryan Tannehill. I think he's more than just a system guy. I think that this was the type of talent he showed at Texas A&M. All of a sudden, you get him away from Adam Gase, and poof, he looks pretty good. Um, so maybe he's going to be all right. In fact, I think there's a chance he's all right. But they're losing Arthur Smith, and I just don't know if we're going to see Derrick Henry be as effective as he's been in the last two years.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree, and I mean, I've heard of, there's a few fantasy guys who are shooting their shot this year with Colin, uh, Derek Henry as being the potential bust, and they're going with that just based on the old, like, um, it's a lot of, car- there's a lot of, touches a lot of carries, a lot of touches last two years, a lot of, a lot of miles for sure, a lot of tread in the tires. I mean, I'd like to believe, I, I hope that he, he proves us all hey, wrong in, in that cool matter for sure. the
1: guy who is the random, you know, once a yep. decade freak of nature i think that would be really cool because those guys are fun to watch frank it's been fun to watch him do nfl stuff for as long as he has adrian Mm -hmm. peterson does not have a job right now but the point stands same deal um i think it'd be fun if derrick henry was a guy like that but there's a reason why we can rattle off the names of the guys who are like that off the top of our heads because they are remarkably rare so i don't know if i want to be heavily financially invested in derrick henry being one of those guys
0: uh tennessee titans i'm officially going under craig what say you
1: after everything i just said i think the defense is going to be better than it was last year the secondary i'll tell you what right now right now you can't promise me the secondary is going to be better but i can promise you this it ain't going to be worse yeah that i don't i don't think it's physically possible it's
0: simply not possible
1: yeah uh i think the pass rush will be better um So even if the offense takes a bit of a step back, I think the defense makes up for it. And I think that if this, if the Titans were in any other division, I don't think I would pick them to win the division. Maybe the NFC East, but Mm -hmm. they're in the AFC South, so I'm gonna pick them to win the division anyway. And I'll take the over on the Titans because I just think that they, like, let's say if they go five and one against the Colts, Jaguars, and Texans, which that doesn't seem crazy, does it? Nope. They go 5-1 against the Colts, Jackson, uh, Texans, and Jaguars. They don't need to win a lot of games against everybody else in order to get in there to to get to pay your over.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, let's head to the last AFC division and put a capper on the over-unders. Let's head to the AFC West. And first off, we will talk about your beloved Denver Broncos, Craig. Uh, Denver Broncos, 8.5, plus 140 on the over—sorry, minus 140 on the over— plus 110 on the under uh the plus 110 is too juicy for me um give me the under on the Denver Broncos I think they got uh, I, th- I think the Broncos biggest uh job this season is look solid <laughs> I think that and I think I think their their biggest move this year is look solid and then hopefully um sign Aaron Rodgers in the offseason um, yeah,
1: well, they, they have to have a season kind of like the Tebow season from the perspective yep. of Peyton Manning watches the Tebow season. is like, hey, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. If I was the quarterback of that team, I think we'd be pretty good.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, and like
1: – The games went to the Super Bowl twice. In the four years he was there, they won once. Yeah. So he was right about that. Um,
0: I like he, your skill position, guys. I like Sutton. I like Judy. I like Fant. I like the fact that you're playing Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Covers, as we call him on this podcast, over Drew think- Locke.
1: I think the Teddy is going to be good enough that this is a border. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I think the defense is going to be one of the five best in the league. And that might be mm-hmm. a concern. Like you got Vic Fangio designing defense stuff for an elite secondary. We're talking elite secondary. You got to go get Kyle Fuller. You've got Justin Simmons. Obviously who's I think the best safety in the NFL. Uh, you've got, uh, you- you've got Patrick Sertan who looks like a, like, I know people were all over them for for passing on fields, and maybe that's going to look bad. But the guy they took looks like he might be a super-duper star. Like, he looks elite so far. Uh, Plus, you've got, oh yeah, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb are your pass rushers. Like, there's a lot lot to like about this defense with Fangio running it. The offense, as you said, a lot of good guys at the skill position spots. Uh, I think the offensive line is going to be better this year. Because they've uh, they spent some draft capital there, and they I think Lloyd Cushenberry, who is the had some problems at, at center for them this past year, he's going to be better when it comes to diagnosing sort of what's uh, what the defense is doing in in, in year two here. Um, I think that this is probably a you know six seven seed wildcard team. I, I believe that with Teddy a quarterback um, because he'll be look Teddy is not going to be one of the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think anyone thinks that's going to happen. But you know what else I think? I don't think Teddy's going to be one of the 10 worst quarterbacks in the NFL either. And Drew Locke was unquestionably one of the 10 worst quarterbacks in the NFL. He's probably one of the five worst quarterbacks in the NFL last season. So they will get improvement at that spot from awful to mediocre. And that might be enough to make this a back-end playoff team
0: yeah, I never got the Drew Locke thing because like to me he was the exact same thing as Daniel Jones, where everything good about him was theoretical, and I'm just like, well, I've remember, never seen this yeah. guy do anything, right? Like he got he got four
1: starts in his rookie year. Denver mm-hmm. goes one of those starts, and in two of those games, he was whipping the ball over the place, looked fantastic gets but he was hurt a lot for year one. that's why he only got four starts at the, at the end of the season. He gets hurt again in year two. Um, when he is healthy in year two, he just genuinely looked bad, really bad. Uh, If you factor in the game where Denver had to play without quarterbacks, Denver probably had, I don't think there was a team with worse quarterbacking play than them last year. He was that bad. Teddy's going to be better than that. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Teddy from before he got hurt this past season, so the first 10 games that he played, uh, Teddy was healthy and then he, then he got injured in their, uh, in their week 10 game. But if you look at the games that he played before the knee injury, his numbers were were, were very solid. Now he was throwing to a, a nice group of receivers with, with DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And, you know, he it, it looked pretty good, but, um, other than, uh, other than a stinker against the Chicago bears, uh, Teddy was really good in weeks 1 through 10 before he got hurt. Really good. If he can replicate that for Denver this year, what he did in weeks 1 through 10 before he got hurt last year, Denver is going to be in a really nice spot, I think. Like They're not going to be as good as Kansas City. There's no scenario, barring Patrick Mahomes getting abducted by aliens, as I said earlier, where that happens. But um, I think this has a chance to be – this has a chance to – be emphatically the season you described where hey maybe they make the playoffs with you know the guy who's the 18th best quarterback in the nfl and aaron Rodgers looks at that situation and says well that looks like something that i can really uh really be in a nice spot with yeah so that's that's what i'm hoping to see happen it might be the 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 top case scenario but the defense will be extremely good so i i i'm not betting on this but if i were i i I think Denver's the second best team in the division. I think they're a playoff team in the AFC.
0: I agree. I think that uh, there's going to be a three I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that there's gonna be a three way Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes uh next year, and your Broncos will be involved in that three team sweepstakes. So <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to you. I think it's gonna be them. I think it's Is- gonna be them. I think it's gonna be the Niners and I think it's gonna be the Saints if this provided the Saints can do some tap uh, gymnastics. I, let's just
1: uh, the odds of the Niners who just gave up the farm to go mm-hmm. get Trey Lance trying mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. fire Rogers, I think is pretty low.
0: Yeah, I know but Rogers might take like some sort of a discount because, you know, the rumors of him going to San Francisco have been, you know yeah. for many years because he's a West Coast guy, but
1: you know, I, I get that. I just I don't know if the Niners mm-hmm. want that like, you know what I mean? Like
0: mm-hmm. they
1: like Kyle Shanahan has sort of pushed all the chips into the center to say Trey Lance is the guy. True. We'll see, we'll, we'll, like, we'll see
0: whether he's right, but it'd be a hell of a change, of course. Uh, I'm going under on the Denver Broncos. Sounds like you're officially making your pick the over on your boys on the 8.5. All right. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs, 12.5, uh, minus 125 on the over, or sorry, minus 105 on the over, minus 125 on the under. I mean, this is just a classic hold your nose and take the under for me. Um, I don't know what else you do here. Just giving a team 13 wins, even with the extra game, it's too much for me. Um, Just hold your nose and take the under with the Kansas City Chiefs. And quite frankly, you might run into the scenario where the Kansas City Chiefs have everything locked up in the last week or two of the season. So maybe the last week or two of the season become a couple of week off Ws from there. But I I don't have anything else to say on this other than, Uh, This team's tremendous. They're going to be out for blood again. They got a lot of their offensive line guys back, specifically. And they went out,
1: they they go get Joe Tooney, and they go get Orlando Brown. But I suspect you were about to mention Duvernay Tardif.
0: Yes, good old Canadian boy, LeVon Duvernay Tardif is back and whatnot, who, who left to go, you know, be awesome in real life. Just a tremendous human being, and I hope every all the good things in life happen to him. And uh, Yeah, nothing nothing else to say other than that. I mean, it, there's nothing else to say other than the Chiefs other than 12.5 is super high, and you got to have the stomach to take the under. Um, do you have anything else to add on the Kansas City Chiefs?
1: Um, I will add about this about the Chiefs. I think the reason why Denver uh, went and spent money on Kyle Fuller and went and spent a top 10 pick on Sertan and went and got Ronald Darby and all this stuff is because yeah. they want to try to uh, see if they could do some things to um, mm-hmm. maybe confuse Patrick a little bit mm-hmm. and confuse Andy a little bit. And if anyone can do it, it's Fangio. So the games against Kansas City have either been agonizingly close losses or just absolutely getting curb stomped for Denver. In the yes. Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, I will, I'm interested to see what the games against Kansas City look like this season.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you feel about the 12 and a half? 13
1: and four is too much. Yeah. So I'm taking the under.
0: You, yeah, you just got to hold your nose and take the under and then kind of see what happens. You just, you just can't. You got to, and it's, it's too much juice on the, I mean, you're paying a little bit of juice on the, on the, the, the under. It
1: but... has to be legit, like legitimately bad this season.
0: Yes, it He
1: hasn't been good. They gave up too much for him. He's overpaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Chris Jones, okay. But the front seven looks... A little suspicious, we'll say. Got Tyron Matthew in the back end, which is fine.
0: Long think... in the tooth.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that, that's 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 part of this. Um, but I just look at this and think this is a defense that, like, look, this defense does not have to be good to be clear. Mm, but if this no. defense is in the bottom seven or eight in DVOA, it could be a problem that costs them some games. And I think that there's a chance that's something that happens.
0: Hmm. Uh, yeah, I just. I. I mean, this is on paper the best team in the league. They're going to be good. They're going to win double digit games. It's just 13s too much. I don't. I don't.
1: Well, look at. The, from, I don't from, know have anything
0: else to add. I mean, the biggest, yeah. the biggest, the weirdest thing that they. I, I mean, the, the 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 worst thing that happened to him in the offseason was the fact that Travis Kelsey told us is it's actually supposed to be pronounced Kels this entire time. Which, Which, like, God, just...
1: you've been in the NFL for eight years.
0: Yeah, it's like, so why now? Why now? <laughs> right?
1: like... um, but put it this way um, Kansas City can be, you know, 28 or 29 on defense. I don't know if they'll be that bad. Mm-hmm. But they can be 28 or 29 on defense. And if you have number 15 as your quarterback and you've got Andy Reid calling the plays, mm-hmm. I don't know if it matters.
0: Yeah, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think it does either. Uh, so we're both under on the Kansas City Chiefs this year, just because the thirteen is too high. Uh, next up, the Las Vegas Raiders, seven wins, minus one fifteen, going both ways. So a coin flip on the Las Vegas Raiders oh this, this this has got check time for me here I'm going over I'm going over on the Las Vegas Raiders seven I think I think they're I think they're an eight nine win-ish team maybe even seven to get the push but I think that uh I, I like the offense I like the offense I think they'll score enough and then the defense is a little bit better I I just I'm going over on the Las Vegas Raiders in the seven what' say you I want the
1: under. I think this team's okay. bad. All right.
0: I just it's 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 a bad team.
1: I they blew up the offensive line. Mm-hmm. That is a problem for me because that was one of the strengths of the team last year. All of a sudden you don't have Rodney Hudson anymore. That's not what you want. Uh yeah, Trent Brown, maybe you were giving him a little too much money, but he was pretty good. He was okay. He wasn't the best tackle of the league, but he was he was doing okay over there. And he's gone mm-hmm. now too. Send him back to New England. Um, I have some questions about the scheme, which is, again, from a Madden 1998 playbook. Um, And I think, like, look, they they, they went out and they did some stuff with the defense. They they go and get Solomon Thomas and Yannick Ngakwe, and, and they invest a little bit in the draft on defense. But I still think the defense is going to suck. And I don't know if, like, they, they bring in Gus Bradley, who's going to do the whole Seattle... Hey, we're going to play that style and it's going to be really fun and good. And that's how Seattle won a bunch of games. What people who keep trying to put in the Seattle defense all over the place, be it Gus Bradley, be it Dan Quinn, uh, keep forgetting is you don't get to bring the 2015 version of Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor with you. Those guys are all live in 2015. So I would have some serious questions about, uh, that particular defensive scheme for this group where you have Jonathan Abram, who doesn't really appear to know what he's doing a lot of the time. Um, you go, you have Casey Hayward, who has been in the NFL for a long time. It maybe a little bit too long. Uh, you've got some first round picks in the back of that defense, like Damon Arnett, but they're just not particularly good players. So I just think it's going to be a bit of a mess, that defense. I think this is a bottom, you know, you know, eight or worse defense. So give me the uh, give me the under on the Raiders because I think the offense gets worse and
0: the defense is still bad. All right. I like this. A lot of disagreeing between you and me and the AFC this, yeah, this the time NFC around. I like it.
1: Step with everybody,
0: but you know, yeah. Yeah, is... yeah. All right. Here we go. We've seen, we've seen a few here. Although on the big ones, I think we've agreed like the Patriots under is <laughs> a very big one for me. All right. Last team in our season preview win totals ends up being the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers 9 Minus 160 on the over, Craig. Very public team right now because of everything Justin Herbert did uh, last year and coming in and looking very good. I will say this is the seemingly the first time in quite a while where the Los Angeles Chargers have gotten this close to the season starting without one of the key players on – being yeah being out for the season sometimes multiple players multiple key players being well, I'm, I'm, out not, for the season
1: justin herbert i'm stunned nothing bad has happened to that guy yeah uh, yeah just that's just not, not typically not chargers life and everything joey bosa seems to be fine bizarre mm-hmm. um i uh i like this team they yeah. they needed to improve on the offensive line they went out and get Rashawn slater that looks pretty good right now uh, they needed to improve on defense too. Well, they, uh, they, they've they improved their depth there. My concern would be who that is not named Joey Bosa is the other team's quarterback going to be worried about?
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys, they, they, the, the signings they made were dudes who are long in the tooth this offseason, yeah. right? Like Chris Harris they, they, Jr., Derwin James. You know, no, I think it's. The
1: secondary has a chance to be good. So, Derwin yeah. James. Harris Jr, you know, they they bring in Asante Samuel Jr in the draft in the second round. Uh, I think that, that the secondary has a chance to be pretty good. I'm mm-hmm. concerned about the pass rush and we've seen teams before. Think about the Seattle's defense last year.
0: Yeah. Whereas
1: they now there was no Joey Bosa style player on Seattle's defense last year, but just if if they're able if if the other team's able to say, "All right, we're just going to slide the tight end and the running back over to wherever Joey is." and then we're just going to be able to hope that we can handle everybody else, they have a chance of being successful. And I would be concerned about that if I were a Chargers fan. I just think that if... I don't care how good your secondary is, if Patrick Mahomes can just sit and wait and wait and wait, someone's getting open, and Patrick Mahomes is going to find him. So they're only playing Mahomes twice, but it's still not going to be fun when they do. So I would have some concern about the front that uh, this team is, is, is putting out
0: there in the pass rush that may or may not be coming from it. Um, For all those reasons you listed, plus the fact that the Chargers are an insanely public team on the over, the plus 130 yep. and the under is too juicy for me. I'm taking the under on the Chargers, and I think they're a year away from being really good. I think they're going to look decent this year, kind of like they did last year.
1: Here's and... what i say about what I just said about the defense.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a chance
1: that Brandon Staley is smart enough to just figure something out.
0: Yeah, can yeah we can't uh, we can't discount that for sure. Let's uh, and and there's always the thing where the Chargers kickers are going to cost them a couple of games, right? Like that's, that's just the, that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's no, going to no. happen. That's just tradition. That's, that's and sometimes the, they cost them between three and five games. So yeah, that's there, there's a, there's a
1: history there. I have to ask you about something about the Lions and kickers just for a second. Now we bring oh
0: what a weird bunch of stuff that's going on there, right? The Lions don't have a kicker right now. I feel yeah, like. Well, well, no, they signed somebody off the uh, they signed oh, they somebody off the say, Bengals, they didn't they? You,
1: uh, uh, as of right now, on our lad's depth chart, there's no one listed, but they may have signed someone uh, in in the last. Uh, yeah, I
0: thought I got a push notification uh, that they signed somebody off the Bengals, like they, or like a I, former Bengal or something. You
1: for tips on filling up the roster and, well, I'll yeah. Push. We need to we need to figure something else out. We we we, we want to carry a couple extra defensive backs. What we do?
0: You just said, well, just fuck kickers then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just try it. We're not trying to win this year anyway. What if we never kick? Yeah, they signed Austin Siebert off the uh, uh-huh. off the Bengals today. So, but yeah, there was a brief there was a brief you know twelve to twenty four hour period there where the Detroit Lions had had no kicker, which like for a franchise that has never been good my entire life somehow the one position they've never had to worry about is the kicker cuz my entire life it's been Jason Hansen and then they you know uh, it was David Akers there for a couple of years and then Matt Prater was really good for them after they got him from Denver and so like uh, like the one thing the Detroit Lions can say over the 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 entire or at least during my life with this horrible franchise is that they've made the kicks when the kicks happen, they they make the kicks. So, I don't know. <laughs> no,
1: they have a chance to kick important
0: ones, like, once a year. But they usually yeah. <laughs> that, but they Yeah, it's true. But they usually go in. All right. So, uh, oh, uh, your official uh, – I, I officially went under on the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Your yeah, official I was, prediction? I'm going
1: to do the same thing. Even though I'm a Brandon new okay. I just think they might have a hard enough time uh, replicating a pass rush that it's going to be an issue. All
0: right. Let's pick division winners, and then we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, AFC East division winner, Craig? Buffalo Bills. I'm gonna say Buffalo too, even though I took their under. I do think they, I do still think they win this division, but uh, I'm gonna say uh, Buffalo. AFC North, Cleveland Browns. I'm gonna say Baltimore. I'm gonna say Baltimore figures it out and, and wins it.
1: Uh, AFC South. I'll take the team with the healthy. Va- well, he has COVID, but I'll take the team with the vaccinated quarterback who's not out for five to twelve weeks. So give me Tennessee.
0: Fair. I'm going to take the Colts. I'm going to believe in Frank Reich. Uh, AFC West. Teddy cover. No, no. I'm taking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an easy one. We didn't exactly go out on fire there, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to take the Kansas uh-huh. City Chiefs.
1: I will say this though, if Teddy Bridgewater puts up a 98.7 quarterback rating next mm-hmm. season or this coming season,
0: Denver is going to be really good. It's going to be a tough division, I think. I mean, the Chiefs are still going to win it, but I think the, I, the, the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers, I think are all going to be very frisky this year. Very frisky. I'm, I know I, I'm higher on the Raiders than the you Raiders are. but
1: will be very
0: clearly finishing fourth in the division, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, perhaps. We'll have to see. Oh, but that is it for the Over Under Podcast AFC Edition 2021 you, crossover do podcast. Do you want to do Super Bowl predictions? Yeah. Um, yeah, why the hell not? Let's do Super Bowl predictions. Right. I am going to say that for the first time that I can think of, perhaps ever, we're going to have a repeat a, a rematch Super Bowl. I'm gonna say the Chiefs play the Buccaneers. Okay. I'm going to root for something that I'm not sure if it has ever happened before in the history of football and likely has not because getting back to the Super Bowl is insane, and this is a dumb prediction by me, but I'm going to root for it for funsies. What say you?
1: Uh, what would you say is the most entertaining football game we've seen regular season or playoffs in the last 10 years?
0: Uh, oh, uh, Rams and that Rams-Chiefs game, that was like 56 to whatever, right?
1: I'm picking Kansas City over the Rams in the Super Bowl.
0: All right, that would be oh, that'd be so devastating for me for Stafford to get there and lose. But yeah, I like that. I like that one.
1: What was the I final the score in that game? It was like fifty-two
0: forty-nine or something.
1: Yeah, I forget what the score was. There was each team had a defensive touchdown. Yeah, there were like, were long bombs. It was just the craziest That's why the, football yeah. game anyone could ever watch.
0: That was that was one of those things, too, right? Like, when you're watching that game, it ended up, like, 52-49 or whatever it was. But at no point were you like, boy, these defenses are getting sliced up. It was just like, boy, these offenses are just really, really good, <laughs> right? Like, like the defenses just couldn't, like... Like, like, the, like, the defenses were giving it their all and were making plays a lot. It's just the offenses on both sides in that game were just so good. It
1: was nuts. I think you're going to unlock a new level of Rams offense this year.
0: With I, I... I... Hope so. Alright, so uh, we'll get out of here. uh, Crossover Podcast, fill with the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and uh, iTunes, please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, Please check us out there and leave us a review on uh, any of your favorite podcatchers out there. Um, That will be it for this week i think i'm gonna try to get out to see shang chi this week uh but uh we'll we'll see i might actually go back to the theaters for that one craig might be my first uh appearance in the movie theater in the covid era or the post-covid era however you want to identify that as yeah so shang chi might be the first uh my me deigning to go back to a uh, movie theater for the first time uh, we'll see either way. Uh, we'll be back next week and Craig will be on and Bill will be making his triumphant return as we will be breaking down week one against the spread in the national football league. Oh, so exciting. Best one of the best times of year early September. So good. Um, anyway, Craig needles, great to have you on this podcast. Good luck to your Broncos. And, uh, Take care, and we'll uh, talk I, to you next time. I on wish
1: the bad luck to your lions, like you want to pick first, I'm
0: guessing. Right? I'm yeah, I think so. I, I like I don't know, not bad luck. Well, we don't need bad luck. We've got plenty. We've got a tremendous <laughs> amount of bad luck, <laughs> so so we don't need it. If anybody else wants it, I would like to give some away. But yeah, I guess it's just it is what it is. I mean,
1: your 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 hope for the season is they wind up picking first.
0: Yeah, I, I I hope or at least top three something like that. I I would hope first top three I'll take if they. I don't know. I would just like to hopefully I I, I said so as much in the NFC podcast that I think this this Dan Campbell thing is going to be a an embarrassment all year. You will be
1: the most memed head coach of of the year. That's for sure. Most likely, for sure.
0: Ah. Uh, Say, Levy. What are you gonna do? Anyway, we'll uh, take care, everybody, and we'll uh, talk to you next week on the crossover podcast.